Most of the guests I host on this podcast share some kind of faith in common. For many, that faith carries the label of Christianity. For others, that label doesn't fit quite as well or quite as comfortably. My last guest, John Steingart, is one such guest for whom religious labels in general are somewhat unhelpful, at least in this moment in his life and career. But then again, maybe it's not this moment or just this season for John or for people like John, and maybe there are a whole lot more people like John than I normally think through. Folks who feel somewhat placeless, socially, religiously, theologically, philosophically, people who are actually somewhat comfortable with that kind of placelessness and people who are somewhat comfortable not assigning themselves particular labels socially and religiously because of the conclusions that many of those labels come with. So maybe the fact that religious labels are so unhelpful and inaccurate with John right now actually says something about the ineffectiveness and extreme limitation of those labels. In 2008, I released an album called Deconstruction. After doing a fair amount of my own deconstructive work theologically, philosophically, and socially, and one of the questions I started getting from folks was some form of, well, okay, where are you now? As if I was somewhere else after the process of deconstruction on a map of some kind, as if there was a map of some kind to begin with, a lay of the land where there's a place where correctness is. There's a place where right-mindedness, in a sense that there's a place on the map where God exists, and now I was located somewhere else on this map, and that the people who were finding me in their lives needed to know where on the map I was in order to, what, come find me, come help me, maybe? And it rarely felt like conversation, actual conversation, when those questions came up. Not during that season, not initially. More often, it felt more like a test, a way for the person I was talking to to, to determine how comfortable they were in relationship to me. It was more like strategy. It was more like posturing. It was a way for them to know if they were okay with me before proceeding, instead of it being a matter of intrigue, interest, curiosity. It often felt like there were answers I was being asked to give, or conversely, that there were answers they were hoping I wouldn't give in order to keep peace in that relationship. And relationships that are held together on the strength of either party passing tests of any kind, much less theological and philosophical tests, well, those just aren't healthy relationships. They're also far less interesting relationships. They're way less helpful. And in the end, they're way less human. See, I've never quite gotten over the fact that at the centerpiece of the Christian narrative, God becomes human, which is to say, a person with theological ideologies, with political ideologies, with social leanings, with particular tastes, a person with complex and nuanced cultural affiliations, all of which require sincere open and courageous engagement and conversation. And throughout the Gospels, those conversations weren't just had so that people could deal with Jesus's political ideologies or social leanings or his complex, nuanced cultural affiliations. No, they were had so that people could come to know Jesus as a whole person. 
and that those who chose to do the work of relationship might also learn and relearn to know and be known by God. I recently reposted a short reflection that reads, The moment I refuse to recognize God in the places and people that are unlike me is the moment I stop recognizing God. The question, where are you, or where are you on this, is just far too limited and far too limiting. It's also almost unavoidably judgmental in a way I just don't want to be. It's almost always a a conversation stopper and a relational hurdle. I'm more interested in questions like, how'd you come to that? Or where does that come from? Or why do you think that? All of them are far more like ways to come to know a person and far less like stopping someone in the hall and asking to see their pass. See, in me, those questions are also ways I get to ask myself a more central question, the one that actually drives the whole of my work and life. Where is God here? When I ask, how did you come to that? Or where does it come from? Or why do you think this way? I'm listening for the ways that that person's soul is searching for goodness and truth and beauty. I'm wanting to understand and appreciate the ways that person's soul attaches to and creates meaning and connection. I'm looking for the fingerprints of divinity in this person's life. I'm choosing and hoping to recognize God in places and people that are not like me. When I predicate my relationships, as well as the questions and the conversations those relationships can facilitate, on my ability to place you somewhere on a map, a social and theological map, a philosophical map, a political map, I cut off actual relationship. And I've come to believe that it's only in actual relationship that I learn to see myself, to see others, and yes, see God. Only in actual relationship Relationship that changes and evolves with new seasons and new information. Relationship marked sometimes by agreement and coordination and sometimes by tension and distance and strife. But more than anything else, a relationship that is characterized and driven by curiosity and interest and a sincere care-oriented desire to actually connect. I hope this podcast and the way I host it can be a way for you to live that way too.